forget everything that you think you know about comics. Some say the battle of good versus evil is never ending because evil always survives. Some say that there are two types of people in this world, those who drink beer and those who enjoy a good comic. Well, damn it, we are the bridge. And to that we say cheers. We are your guardians, your watchful protectors from everything mundane. Because in the real world, you either die a hero or you drink long enough to see yourself become the villain. There's a war going on out there. How can you be sure you're on the right side? The ageless debate of what's right and wrong brought to your headphones with the simplest of solutions. With great beer comes great responsibility. And we accept that responsibility. For in brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape our sight. We are hop heroes, bringing the relevance of great beer and comic book stories to light. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Arith, and with me as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast, J.R. Gonzalez. Hey, how's it going? It's going swell, man. Uh, I'm actually, uh, so normally we have beer, you know, I'm drinking coffee today because I'm still nursing a hangover from last weekend. (laughs) From last weekend? Last weekend? weekend? (laughs) Bro. 30 is 30 is not done me done me justice my victory was last weekend brandon my brother and his fiance came up into town and surprised us and uh we drank three half gallons of tito's in three nights and wow i hate my life um and i'm i've been not, over all week i'm not able to do what i used to do i, I mean I'm, st- I'm i'm okay like i had some drinks last night but fuck man i i just can't do it anymore I thought I was that young pup, that, that young spry tank I used to be, and I, I I can hold it, you know. But when I get the like when it's beer, I'm fine, you know. But dude, that liquor, I cannot pound liquor like I used to, man. <laughs> Bro, I feel like 30 is not that old. Like it's I don't not, really want to. I don't. I just don't want to hear that. Like I feel like you need to do better. Like you need. <laughs> I need more commitment from you. More just, you know, dude, resolve. Like it was like when the clock struck midnight. On August 27th, like when I turned 30 that night, like it just something changed <laughs> in me. A switch. <laughs> I was watching the, I the clock anymore. tick up and I was fine. I was fine. I was fine. And then the bell rang and just like, all right, well, this is my life now. It's like um, he's like doing a keg stand and, and he's <laughs> surrounded by people. And then he's like the clock hits midnight and then like Death Cab for Cutie plays and the it slows down and the character's dialogue is just looking around as he's upside down. Heaven like, what hell is, decide. What is my life about, dude? What am I doing here? I'm 30 now. Why? Why are these my life decisions? There's no one beside you. Oh my gosh. Dude, exactly what happened. Throw up coming through his nose. It's like, maybe I should do different things now. It was like Cinderella. Like I knew that like when the clock struck midnight, I was going to lose all my power. So I ran. I fleed the scene before it fucking happened, man. Get to that pumpkin as fast as you can. I tried. I tried, and here we are today. So instead of beer and comics, we got coffee and comics today. So this is a new man, but no, this is just this week. We'll we'll get back to getting black. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, that was my birthday. And then we got our third host, uh, published author, and great friend of ours, Zach Barlow. What's what up, up, Z? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Some fun stuff to talk about today. It's a hero hop date. Uh, so we got a lot of topics to touch on. And uh, our boy, Anthony Gramulia, is coming in for our first segment of Ask Anthony, which we are stoked for. Um, but before we get to all that, we have some serious stuff to talk about, unfortunately. Um, 
August 28th, we lost we lost a good one, a great one. Uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away. Um, the man, the legend, the Black Panther, James Brown, Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall. Um, all all in the shortest span of time, and all while battling uh, stage four colon cancer, which I don't think a lot of most people were aware of. Um, so he gets a lot of a lot of uh, recognition for his Black Panther role. It's obviously what, what rose in the fame, but he he's got quite the backstory. So we were just gonna take a moment and touch on uh, on his life. He was uh, he was born in Anderson, South Carolina, the son of Leroy. He worked for an agricultural company and also as an upholsterer and Carolina nurse. He was educated at T.L. Hanna High School, where he first discovered an interest in theater when he wrote a play based on the shooting of a classmate and at the historically black Howard University, Washington, D.C., where he studied directing. He also won a place on a summer theater course at Belial College, Oxford. One of his teachers at Howard, the actor Felicia Rashad, arranged for his costs to be covered by celebrity friends of hers, including Denzel Washington. And uh, if you haven't seen the tribute that uh, Chadwick uh, gave to Denzel, Zach sent us that link right when this happened, and it's, it's incredible. Um, so I definitely recommend checking that out. After Bozeman was cast in Black Panther, Washington joked, Wakanda forever, but where's my money? <laughs> uh, he taught acting at the Scomberg Theater for research in black culture in Harlem and spent some years scraping by in bits parts on TV shows, including ER, Third Watch, and CSI New York, before getting recurring roles on the series Lincoln Heights and Persons Unknown. His film career took off when he played the baseball player Jackie Robinson in 42 back in 2013. It's the way he carries himself, his stillness, noted the film's director, Brian Helgeland. You just have that feeling that you're around a strong person. He came to specialize in movie biopics, completing a hat trick of real-life American icons by playing James Brown in Get On Up, co-produced by Mick Jagger and co-written by the British playwright Jez Butterworth with civil rights lawyer Thurgood Marshall and Marshall. Um, I don't think I would have been ready for Black Panther had I not done those three roles, he said. His work after Black Panther included Thriller 21 Bridges, which he also produced. Preparations for a Black Panther sequel were in early stages. Um, the only thing I can say about that, for people who are hungry, the food is being prepared, he said in 2019. His final role is in a film adaptation of August Wilson's play Ma Rainey's Black Bottom to be released later this year. However, his death means that his most poignant performance will be the one he gave in the Five Blood, Spike Lee's film about four Vietnam veterans in their 60s who returned to that country decades after the end of the war to collect the remains of their fallen captain. The older cast members, including Clark Peters and Delroy Lindo, play their characters in both the present-day scenes and the early 1970s flashbacks without recourse to de-aging technology or makeup. Consequently, they look creaky and weather-beaten next to the captain, played by Bozeman. Having never had the chance to age, he is preserved forever as a blemishless figure of memory, which is how the actor will now remain for audiences also. He is survived by his wife, Taylor Simone Ledward. Any thoughts, you guys? Um, I don't know, what was your, what was your reaction? Any, any, any thoughts since? You know, it's been about a week or so. I've been thinking about this for a while now. And when I was, uh, when I was, um, like 22 or 23, I had a like final moment with my grandmother. My grandmother was like a huge baseball fan and, um, she was always like real big into sports. And that final moment was her and I like sitting in my mom's living room and watching 42 together and talking about, um, um Oscar Robinson. And that's always been in my mind because like shortly after that she passed away. 
and she was she, she she had Alzheimer's, but she was coherent in that conversation. And so like that's really how I remember her. And I feel like Chad would I didn't know Chadwick Bozeman. You know what I mean? Like it's not like he was my friend. And I think this is like a weird year because this is the second time this has happened to me where I didn't know Kobe either. But and I'm trying to figure out why it's so emotional for me. And I think why, if if you could explain it, right? Imagine that scene that we just described with you upside down having questions. There was a mute there was music in that scene, like a background, which was Death Cab for Cutie in our stupid example. But if that <laughs> if that scene was a memory, even though the music is the background and not the star of the show, which in my case my memory is with my grandmother. It's still part of my memory. Like, Chadwick was still there, in a way. He was just the background music. And I feel like losing him, it's hard because it's like, damn, bro, like, that's losing part of the memory that, ma- that makes up my last moment. And I think that he was that for a lot of people in a lot of different cases. I mean, that was a little bit dark, but, I mean, Black Panther meant a lot to a lot of people and hit people in different points in their life. And people remember who they were with, how they felt, you know, the, the moment of the movie that moved them. And maybe, maybe Black Panther, because it's just a fictional character, maybe, maybe it was the star of the show for a lot of people. I mean, shit, it was a great movie. It could be the star of any memory. But even if it wasn't, even if it was just like how you felt when you walked out or what you thought coming in or if you foolishly gave it a fucking one-star trash can... <laughs> even if you did any of those things <laughs> it's still part of the memory like it's the background music which still exists and so i just feel like for me it's um it's like the la- it's losing the person like it's almost like it's losing that that background music for a lot of my memories and um it's tough yeah um, I'm just thankful. Art is uh something not easy to make, and uh, he made it look easy, and he was entertaining, and uh, all of his movies are like paintings on the wall. So I'm just very thankful. Uh, very sad because it's uh, you don't get to see more, but I think to be on the bright side and to be happy is you got to see what amazing stuff. So sometimes. I mean, it's kind of a cliche, but sometimes the brightest stars do burn out a lot faster. And this is just, uh, some people don't take that for granted and he didn't. So I'm very happy and very thankful. I'd also like to add that, like, I feel like hearing his co-stars react has been Mm -hmm. pretty, Mm -hmm. uh, moving to like the type of like, cause I've, I've listened to him in a podcast. I've listened to like a lot of him as just a person, not Black Panther, not the King. But um, you get a real sense of just like, man, this dude was just grounded and humble and just a great dude. And on top of that, I feel like, um, I don't know, like he's just, I think he's just going to be missed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he's preserved. His legacy is preserved forever. Wakanda forever. Um, Absolutely. Well, let's move on to a, a lighter topic. Um, we we did an episode um, a few weeks back on Invasion from Planet, Planet Wrestletopia uh, from Suspicious Behavior Productions. 
I had Matt and Ed on to talk about where the story came from. And uh, the finale was finally released, issue six, um, to conclude the story. So we got a chance to check that out. Um, what do you guys think? I, I actually quite enjoyed it. I think the, the best thing about this book is it's very enjoyable because it's not taking anything really serious. I mean, there's a serious plot line to save the world or to be the greatest, you know, wrestler. But I think the the end result was to have an enjoyable book to read and to laugh and to um, just, you know, make you smile. And I thought the end was perfect. I mean, you knew, I, I thought, is he going to, you know, is, is it going to end the way I thought it was going to end or is it going to change it up? It, it didn't matter because as I'm reading it, I'm laughing. I mean, I sent you guys those panels in Slack because they made me laugh. And um I thought that was uh, all that matters to me. The art is perfect for this book. Um, and obviously the writing between those two guys, Matt and Ed, are spot on. So I I enjoyed it. It was great. I mean, I'm I'm not a huge wrestle guy, like wrestling guy. Um, I did watch a little bit of Pat McAfee versus, you know, Triple H and <laughs> whatever that guy's name is. Pat McAfee oh, is a legend. I know. And watching him. You know, and I was excited about that because I I got a little bit of background on the from the book. Um, you know, but yeah, I I thought it was great, perfect, perfect ending, loved it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I I think that for me, the story was just so um compelling. Like, in the sense of, I just was. It's it's an easy read, and I was just turning the page so fast. Like, I was just like laughing and enjoying myself, and the time was just zooming by, and um, I really enjoyed it in that sense. I also feel like it's unique in the sense of just like how the characters still have like meaningful moments in this in like the midst of this like wacky, just zany ass story. And this is something that we touched on in our last episode. But there was a couple moments like in this final issue where I was just like, first of all, damn, people people be dying out here. Like, all right, like the the stakes are that high. But then also, <laughs> you know, spoiler on that one. But also like just. I don't know. I just think the character have has like these like come to Jesus moments that are, are so relatable. And it just I mean, if that was their calling card as as writers, just, you know, we're going to build these super fun, you know, super kind of wacky universes. But in the midst of those, we're going to have like real down to earth character development moments and real relatable moments with it for the reader to kind of feel I don't know. I feel like that's a recipe for success. I mean, it's that's like it's just really cool to see in the midst of this wildness. I also felt like the ending it, it felt good, you know? It was like, all right, cool. Like it all great, you know. I don't want to say anything more than that, but it felt good. It felt complete. And um yeah, man. I thought I thought it was I thought it was great. Yeah. I am a yeah. big wrestling guy, by the way. And the other thing I'll say is that the final match felt like I was watching a fucking <laughs> WrestleMania match. Like, it really did feel with the There's two announcers, and, like, the bubbles are two different colors. And that's, that's like, so Wrestle, Wrestle, WrestleMania. You have one guy who's, like, clearly for the other guy, and then, and then another announcer who's for the villain or the, the, the heel, they call him. And, like, they try to remain objective, but they're, like, announcing it i don't know it was great i mean they did a great job yeah i think it was a perfect conclusion to the story i mean it, it didn't skip a beat the tone was there the, 
the, the zany bizarreness was there, but it, it still maintained that heart. And I would say this, like, it's like the finale of a, of an action movie. Like the sixth issue is all action. It's just one big battle Royale. And it's, it's perfectly it, to, to do that in a comic, um, without the super superpowers that heroes can have, like with, with most comics and the action's fun because of like the unique abilities of each character or like the explosions, the crazy, mm-hmm. like bosses they're fighting. And this is just a wrestling match. Like how do you make an arm bar like exciting, but they, they do it and they, they, they do it in a fun way. And yeah, I was laughing. I was entertained. I flipped through it in a heartbeat. Um, great job to suspicious behavior. Matt and Ed, you guys crushed it. Like we knew you would. So go out and check out that book. You guys will have a great time and you'll fly through it. Guaranteed. Yeah, it's a great story. I mean, it's a great story. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, where, where can you get it? Where can you get it? Did you say Comicology, right? Yeah, Comicology. Um, I believe you can get on that. I don't know if you can get it in paperback yet. I don't um, think so. I think they said that was really expensive it. to do to get that in yeah. paperback. So I, I, I think the key thing to to know is this is so independent. I mean, they they put their own money, they put their own time, they put their. I mean, this yeah. is their art and. Uh, so to get paperback, you probably need to buy it on, you know, uh, Comicology to help support and to help get it in that aspect. So everybody should definitely hit that up because, you know, we're all about that effort from those yeah. small, small, small writers and artists that come through the come through the waves. Yep, absolutely. And I know it's easy to lay in bed and flip through Twitter for like an hour and a half before you fall asleep. Lay Jordan. in bed and flip through a comic book. Excuse me? Lay in bed and flip through a comic book instead. <laughs> it's just... Get your head out of the weeds right now. No, there's no news on Twitter that's going to be very pleasant to read right now. So just no. find something that will be a good thing to read before you fall asleep, and you'll have much better dreams. Um, moving on. Uh, so uh, this Friday, September fourth, uh, Marvel's Avengers was dropped by Crystal Dynamics, um, who uh, is the same company that made the the well received uh, Tomb Raider reboot game. Um, have you guys had a chance to to play it or look at the the trailer or anything about this game? Uh, I did trailer. I did a little bit of trailers. I showed a little bit of the. Um, I watched a little bit of the Iron Man kind of setup for it. You know, mm. with getting his building his new suit. But uh, other than that, I have not. It looks really, really, really cool. But it's really hard when you get these gameplays or these like movie scenes put in a trailer from a game. Like, is it actually really good or not? So it's really yeah. tough. I watched the trailer and I've watched a number of like gameplay sessions pre-release of people um, being various characters. So. A little bit more than than JR, but still, I mean, I haven't I haven't played it, and I've also heard that because it's an EA game, that um, it's like a fat EA's got a really bad reputation as like a game publisher because they always like put in loot boxes and ways that you know people they try to like get more money out of their audience and so on and so forth. So I heard that there was that kind of built into the game, which isn't isn't a great review. I don't know. I don't know. So I picked it up yesterday um, and I played it this morning. Uh, so I've only played it for about an hour. So I, I played the intro and the only thing I know about uh, you have to create a Square Enix profile to get um, certain characters and unlock multiplayer. So you have to make that online, but I don't think that's. Oh, there's multiplayer? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you have to mm. beat the campaign to unlock multiplayer. Um, and there's co op and everything. So oh, I haven't got there yet. But uh, playing just playing the intro, just based off gameplay, uh, I think it's fucking great. It's very similar. It gives me very hardcore vibes to the Spider-Man game that came out for PS4. Um, 
And what I really enjoyed about that game was the fluidity of the character. Like you felt like you were Spidey, just the con- the controls, the swinging, the his body control, like the the abilities, um, tons of cutscenes. So you felt like you were playing a movie, which I really enjoy. Some people might want less of that. I really enjoy cutscenes. I think that they're fun and they add to the narrative. Um, and so far, I've only played the intro. I said, but you get to play as um, Kamala Khan, who is Numerous Marvel. You get to play as uh, Captain America, Thor. Iron Man, Hulk, and Black Widow. Um, you kind of alternate through them as the story goes along. And in the each, intro? Yeah, in the first, like, I played nice. like an hour. Nice. And you're trying to save the Golden Gate Bridge. And this, So basically, you start out at this Comic-Con, and you have to gather comics as Kamala Khan. You're this little girl. You have to gather these comics on a, on a scavenger hunt, and you meet all of the uh, all the heroes throughout that, and then you get to play as the heroes. Um, but you feel, you feel the characters. Each individual character feels so much different in your control. Like, it's nuts. Like, Thor... You have the heavy hammer and you feel the weight of it. And like every time you clink it on somebody, like you're, you feel it in your controller and you throw it and then you have to press a button to retrieve it. And it takes time to retrieve. So people will like hit you while you're retrieving. Like it's just, it feels real. You can use your electricity when you use your power up. You have like each character has three unique, like three unique abilities already. Uh, Hulk, you feel the power, but you're slow, but you feel like the weight when you land, like you just feel it and you can jump and like grab on walls and the wall will, like crumble a little bit and you can push off and grab on a jump on another wall. Uh, Iron Man, you're just, you're, you're very like floating around, but you have complete control. You feel like a fighter jet. Black Widow is comp- incredibly nimble and incredibly quick. Like you're just fast and you have to use a lot of grapple and different counters and stuff. Cap, you're like, just, you have to fight, fight, fight. And then you have a, like a combo move where he just like submits him and like crushes him with his shield. And then his ability, he'll throw a shield. and It'll bounce all around the room. Like it's just really fucking cool. And like, you feel like you're the character and each character is so different. Like I, I, I've only played an hour, so it could get different. Um, the reviews have been very positive on the campaign, not so as positive on the multiplayer. Um, what is the multiplayer? Like, what does that even consist of? Is that so like from, PVP, PVE? I think it's like, uh, I don't know if you play campaign multiplayer. I think it's like you have like challenges. Like you 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 go and you have to like destroy this or destroy this many bad baddies or like destroy this boss or something like that. Um, from what right. I gathered, and it, it gets kind of repetitive. So I think that's why multiplayer isn't as fruitful. Mm-hmm. But just from the campaign of it, man, I, I'm sold. So uh, I definitely am a am a buyer of that as I already have bought it. Um, oh, and <laughs> shout out to my boy Hakeem at GameStop. Uh, he hooked it up. Um, if you trade in games towards the Avengers game right now, uh, if you go and trade in your old games, you get double the trade-in value. So he hooked me up with a lot, um, and he is going to uh, s- uh, subscribe to our podcast and listen to the shout-out on the episode he told me. So, Hakeem, you my boy, and if your manager wasn't right next to you, <laughs> I would have tried to poach you to work for me at Enterprise because you can sell some shit, bro. So <laughs> I would have tried to poach you to work for <laughs> What games did you trade in? Uh, I traded in, so I just beat Paper Mario on Switch, so I traded that in. Great right. game. Um, I traded in Luigi's Mansion 3 because I beat that a long time ago, and then I traded in the Final Fantasy uh, 7 Remake because I didn't beat it, but I got pretty damn far, and I you just didn't stopped beat playing it? it. What? You just quit? No. Yeah. I, mean, Why? I, I tried, man. I put in like fucking 12 hours in that game, and I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Bro, I need more words. I'm like, on an ex- island in that game, man. Like, explain I don't Explain to me how... After 12 hours, you decided not to finish that game. I don't understand. I felt like I was, I was putting my head down and trudging through those 12 hours personally. Like, I was not like, this is like, I can't put the controller down. Um, I miss, I don't like the combat, and I feel like everybody else loves the combat. 
Um, and I just I couldn't get into it, man. I, I missed the old the old school <laughs> Final Fantasy face. turn based um, <laughs> RPGs like classic combat, and like this one's more like you're moving around the room and you can still use like I don't know. I just wasn't that into it. Have you played it, or are you going off of just like reviews, Zach? I'm going off of reviews. Yeah, so it's got great reviews, and everybody I've talked to likes it. Um, but I'm but also would... going off of I know what Final Fantasy VII is. Yeah, like I well, know I, the story. I, I know the original story too, and that's why like I know what I'm doing already. So it's like I I, I never beat the original one either, though. Uh, so moving on. God. <laughs> I'm a Final Fantasy VIII guy. We've been over this. Uh, Squall and his Gunblade will take Cloud any day. Uh, so. New Mutants came out uh, August 28th into theaters some fucking how. Um, they weren't yeah, in theaters up the in here in Anchorage. I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm confused. I don't understand. <laughs> like, why? I'm so like, confused, too. We'll ask Anthony. He ha- that's one of the questions we ask him later on in the episode, so hopefully he has some answers for that. But, uh, <laughs> I have no fucking idea how it came into theaters. Maybe there's some select theaters that are, that are like 50% capacity right now. Um, but that being said, it got like a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, the reviews have been saying that this movie is an attempt at a comedy horror X-Men and it just swung and missed. Uh, they have great character potential and no building off of it. They said if, if the, uh, if the Phoenix was a flop, then this was even more of a whisper that you wouldn't even know was there. Oh, shit. Like, this is worse than the Phoenix. <laughs> so... <laughs> Take that for what it is, but I mean, I'm 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 pretty disappointed. What What about you guys? I just don't understand why they're opening in theaters. Like for me, I feel like it's it's so tone deaf to the moment and like to your audience. And I feel like there's really no reason technologically why you wouldn't just essentially do what Disney did and drop Mulan on like a streaming platform for a pay per view type of uh, scenario. Like I I just think that. There's, I think that new movies should be coming out, but I think they should be dropping on platforms to stream from home and, you know, have a pay-per-view. Like, Mulan, 30 bucks right now to watch on Disney+. Plus. That's fine. I'm probably going to pay that shit tonight and watch it. Like, I'm <laughs> stoked for that movie, and I think that that's a good idea. Like, I don't think it's a good idea to just, like, foolishly bludgeon forward and release your movie in theaters and hope that, like, what was your expectation? You must have known. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like people aren't going to theaters. It's dangerous. And it's just, it's I, just tone it's, deaf. It's really, it is really stupid. I, I don't, I mean, Bill and Ted came out on Apple for like 20 bucks yep. or 25 bucks, which is very viable to do, you know? Um, yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know. I didn't even where I looked at all the platforms. I looked at like, where is new mutants? Like, I don't understand even how they got a rating because I'm pretty sure nobody watched it. So like, <laughs> like I don't get, you know, what the thought yeah. process in that is as well. I mean, it. I'm I'm interested to watch it because I always am. I mean, I want to see how bad it really is. I mean, sometimes critics are assholes. You know, maybe they had a bad, you know, burger from McDonald's or something that day, or and they you know give you a bad review. But I every think single one got food poisoning from every McDonald's fucking one of them because there's only four of them in the whole world that probably watched it, and they probably went, "Hey, let's have lunch before we go watch the movie." <laughs> and then during the 
And then they, they probably had the shits during the movie, and then they're like, fuck, I missed all the good parts, but... You know uh, what it is, dude? You know what it is? What? They had some fucking kid named Ned that was the only kid working in the movie theater that day, and all their foods ex- fucking expired because they <laughs> I, hadn't had the movie theater open for six months. <laughs> and so these critics come in like, dude, we have this nacho cheese. I don't know if it's good, but you can have it. And they <laughs> got nachos and got sick. It's like jelly nacho cheese. It's not even... Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I, I think it's supposed to be crumbly. Mistake yeah. for sure. Yeah, swing and a miss. Uh, I agree, and I was really I had high hopes for this one. It looked dope. It has Arya in it. I mean, it, it had a, like the the one the one highlight that I saw in any reviews was the scene that's in the trailer where uh, not Psylocke but uh, Magic comes out with that sword and runs up that big huge like vert, like bear and starts fighting that bear. Like that's that a great character. Dope. She's a great character. Uh, that's uh, Colossus' sister that deals with right. magic. Like she's an amazing character in the comic books. Like. She's legit. And, and arguably, yeah, arguably, like, more powerful in Colossus mm-hmm. than some stuff I've read. So, like, it, it it had so much potential, and I guess they just fucking, nah. <laughs> nah. Fuck it. But we have questions, and there's answers to be had. So, without further ado, let's get some answers and go on to our first inaugural segment of Ask Anthony. All right, everyone. So welcome to our first segment, Ask Anthony. We have Anthony Gramilia of Comic Book Resource on here to ask five questions that we have for him. Thank you so much for taking the time for us, Anthony. So first question we have for you, what were three takeaways you had from the DC fandom event that aired a few weeks ago? Um, I think the three biggest takeaways are as follows, that the um, the Batman looks incredible. Uh, we'll go into more detail on that a little bit later. Absolutely. That the... I would say also that the multiverse is going to be a huge uh, element going forward. I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with that. The Flash, I think, is just the beginning. I mean, there's so many different continuities and film universes that they've made over the years. Um, can you imagine if they start to integrate other elements too, like the television shows and the movies, even more deeply than they did during Crisis on Infinite Earths? I think it's a really interesting uh, possibility. We might see... Um, you know, maybe Brandon Routh come back as Superman or something like that that's interesting. Or even if we really want to be uh, knowing how DC works, they'll probably find a way to bring uh, Watchmen into the <laughs> uh, DC films somehow again. Maybe do a Doomsday Clock story somewhere somewhere oh, yeah. down the line. I hope not, but it's a possibility. Yeah. Eesh. And the third takeaway, I think, is that the Suicide Squad looks incredible. Like, I obviously, uh, I think that King Shark is going to be great. I've... Mm. I think Taika Waititi is going to voice him. Uh, I know they mentioned who's going to physically perform him in the uh, in the movie is, is a different guy, but I think Taika is going to do the voice, and I'm very eager for that. I was thinking at first they're going to have uh, Taika as Starro. I believe they've been some set photos that kind of confirm that Starro may be the big bad, but um, again, that's rumor at this point. It could be any number of things. Uh, I think a lot of guys are going to die, which is exciting because. Last Suicide Squad felt very bloodless, I thought. Yeah. Um, you're probably wondering what my takeaway from Justice League is, and I really don't have one. I, I, I think the trailer is whatever. I think they showed too much in the trailer, honestly. Like, they showed um, Cyborg's dad dying. I, I, I don't think they should have shown that, but I, I don't really... I'm going to watch it. I'll, I'll probably even like it, but I'm not enthusiastic about it yet. Like, I'm sure it's not going to be as bad as everyone says it is, but... I, I also seriously doubt it's going to be as good as everyone says it is. It's going to be fine, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're not on an island with that one. I think that we are all on the same page that the whole Snyder Cut is very hyped, but let's just wait and see, you know? Um, perfect. Well, question number two. Matt Reeves taking on the Batman. What are your thoughts on him as a director? Um, okay, so Matt Reeves. The Batman looks incredible. Uh, Matt Reeves has always been a director I've admired um, ever since... Um, I never really watched Alias when it was on TV, but Cloverfield was a great film. That was Matt Reeves, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his Dawn, his uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and those yeah. two films I thought were incredible. They were just some of the best science fiction I've seen. No, War of the Planet of the Apes. War of the Planet of the Apes. I yeah. thought those two films were incredible and amazing pieces of science fiction. I loved every second of it. Yeah. Um, Matt Reeves is going to be amazing. I think Robert Pattinson, once he recovers from COVID, will continue to be amazing. I think that um, Penguin looks great. I'm excited to see the Riddler. I think they're going to do like a Riddler-Hush combo, which would be interesting to see. Hmm. I haven't seen enough of um, Selena Kyle in the trailer. I wish I could see more of her, but I get they haven't you know, filmed all of her stuff yet. Uh, Commissioner Gordon looks great. Um, I think Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright's going to be amazing in that role. Beast. He'll probably get a lot of backlash from racist fans, but you know what? He looks incredible. He's a great actor. I have no doubt he's going to be incredible. Matt Reeves, I think, I'm calling it now, will make the best Batman movie uh, since since the uh, the Dark Knight. Okay. Um, I'm very confident. I feel like it has a good mixture of Tim Burton atmosphere and the yeah. dramatic crime tension you'd see in something like Seven, like a David Fincher film. I'm very eager to see where that goes. What's in the box? Yeah, I like that. Okay. Uh, question number three, New Mutants. What the fuck? I mean, they released in theaters. Um, we've seen the reviews. And first off, why theaters? And second off, why such a flop? New Mutants. Uh, I think we've seen kind of already it's not doing the massive numbers, you know, Disney would probably hope for. Um, the, the problem is we're coming off of a pandemic. A lot of people rightfully do not want to go to the movies. I think you're going to see that reflected in Mulan's success as opposed to Tenant or New Mutants. New Mutants also isn't a particularly good movie, <laughs> is the <laughs> other problem. I haven't seen it yet, but I've. It doesn't look that great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not eager to see it either yet. I, I'll watch it when it comes out on like tape or whatever, on VHS or something like oh, that. Oh, on tape, yeah. <laughs> Good old horror films on VHS. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So this next question comes from our very own Zach Barlow. He was curious, who wins in a fight? Sabretooth or the Juggernaut? I mean, what's Sabretooth going to do? Scratch at the front of his armor? What's going to happen there? <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. You can get someone like uh, like Spider-Man to beat the Juggernaut. Venom were a little more crafty, I think. Yeah. Um, you can get Xavier, Psychic Powers, to beat the Juggernaut. But yeah. Sabretooth is just, he's he's clever, but he's that cleverness doesn't, really it's more survival and manipulation but that that's not going to take you far enough to stop the juggernaut you just plow through all your plans and punch you until you're in the center of the earth he's a juggernaut bitch um one more thing i want to discuss is the passing of chadwick boseman yeah. um who's one of the great who, who was one of the great actors of our time um i'm not a black person so I feel like my perspective on this is not the one you should be listening to purely. I feel for black culture, uh, Bozeman was, um, he, he was an icon. He was revolutionary in the field of black cinema. And I am not a person who's qualified 
to discuss the greater implications of his uh, legacy. I've avoided writing about it for that reason. I feel like I'm just not, I'm not the person who should write about this. You should really talk to black critics and black fans and black audiences about Chadwick Boseman. But if I could say anything, it's that I think the films of Chadwick Boseman, I'm not just talking about Black Panther, I'm talking about Get On Up, yeah. I'm talking about 42, I'm talking about Marshall, I'm talking about The Five Bloods. I feel these films will be um, rightfully studied forever. And I think that the fact that he was working as hard as he was to establish a cinematic legacy mm. uh, while, while battling with cancer, I think that's just something... It, it's, it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to, to take in. That he was doing all this knowing um, what his roles meant to so many people uh, while struggling privately with this uh, pain, with this, with this, um, with one of the biggest killers on the planet, new cancer, and it, it, it's very uh, disturbing, and um, it's hard to articulate into words exactly how did how you feel about that. Because on one hand, you're like he did all this great stuff; he was doing amazing work while privately battling cancer, but. I think what I'm trying to say is that you wish that he didn't have to suffer through that. You wish he could have, like, not had to go to chemo for four years behind the scenes. You wish he didn't have to do all that horrible stuff on his, you know, to keep himself alive. You wish he could have just been living a life, you know, that he should have at the age of 40, you know? You're not supposed to be fighting cancer at 40. You're supposed to be just, you know, sitting back and, you know, just watching basketball or football and drinking beer and raising your kids and you know, finding success in your field of choice, you shouldn't be um, fighting like a, for your life against the disease and ultimately, sadly, pass from it. it it's, it, it's a, I mean, I can, it's a lot. It's a lot to think about, and I'm not the person who's, who's really qualified to discuss it in any meaningful manner. So take my words with a grain of salt. It, it's, it's the lowest losses, incalculable, not only to cinema, but also just to um, American culture in general. It's, it's a lot it's it's heartbreaking yeah it really is and thank you anthony for you know being so candid there and you know speaking from the heart there and just for our listeners out there where can they find more of your work where can they find uh, the product you put out there if you like my ramblings you can read more of my work on my on the various websites i've been published on which include cbr the mary sue uh, anime feminist anime herald um i'll be having more stuff on there in the future and if you want to hear my random thoughts on just about anything currently responding to the omegaverse uh legal conflicts involving um well you can look that up on yourself um you can follow me on twitter at a-g-r-a-m-u-g-l-i-a uh, that's Igmulia. Um, my name is weird. Don't don't question it. Uh, on Twitter. Uh, thank you so much for this opportunity to talk. And I hope you guys can. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Take it, guys. And we're back. And uh, <laughs> Zach had a question that I want to, I want to, I want to kind of put on the table there. So, can they make a great X Men movie? There have been great X Men movies. First off, First Class was great. Days of Future Past was great. X Men Last Stand, probably the best movie made ever of all time. 
Uh, that movie was terrible. I'm just kidding. I mean, but so, uh, you, better be, you better be sarcastic. I mean, that's I the one movie they said. The one X movie they said this is actually still not as bad as Last Stand. So it's better than Last Stand, apparently, according to these these critics. Okay. But did you guys see the rumors that Shia is going to be playing potentially I, Bobby Drake? Yeah. In the new X Men reboot. That's so weird. I don't know yet. Where I think we're up in the air. I think. I think for me, I, I love Shia. I, I've been watching a lot of his, you know, independent movies. Obviously, he's had to come up through that way again. And, Peanut Butter Falcon. And he does a really good job. Um, but he's also, you could, he's kind of a, I guess my thing is that he's been doing these dark roles. He's a great role. He's been doing his good job. And if he's going to go back to, let's say, Sam Witwicky, Transformers. Because yeah. that's exactly what Bobby is. He's kind of that laughing, giggling, you know, fun all the time. Witty. Yeah, yeah, witty. So we'll see how it how it plays out. I mean, we know it's going to be good acting. I'm just confused on why he didn't do Moon Knight instead. I know he would have been the fucking perfect Moon Knight, dude. Yeah, like, that was a that was an opportunity missed. If he's not mm-hmm. Moon Knight or Wolverine, he could have been a dope Wolverine potentially. Wolverine would have been. A, he stacked would, up. And he would have been beard. in the top three, I think, for Wolverine. Yeah, I think I think an. Probably my number one Wolverine would be um, Zach Efron. Uh, Zach Efron, not. the dude, the dude that played Bane. I'm sorry, oh, I'm Tom Hardy. His name, Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, that's a great. That guy needs to be Wolverine, dude. So Harvey's Venom. He could play a mean Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I yeah. think I think Shia. For, I'm a huge Shia LaBeouf fan. Same. Like I'm I'm a, I'm like a I'm like deeply entrenched in Shia's camp. Have you guys <laughs> seen Honey Boy? Yes. Not yet. That's oh next on the God. list, though. It's just fucking fantastic, bro. Yeah. Like it's just like, it's just a savant level work mm-hmm. of art. Like I think I think he's a genius. He's weird as shit for sure. Like absolutely. But dude is like, a, just a fucking. He's like our Daniel Daniel Day Lewis, like of our generation. Like I feel like that dude's just a genius. Yeah. He's. Um. Yeah, also, he's, he's like a dope ass <laughs> freestyler, which is a little fun fact. Really? Did you, did you guys know this? Yeah. So, no. um, so Shay in the morning four five. That's like a that's like a a rite of passage in hip hop. It's like a it's a uh, an, an Atlanta based morning radio show. The host Shay is a just a fucking like. I bet you if you Googled him and saw his face, you you might recognize him. He's very famous. Mm-hmm. But is he that does the guy on th- Dave that has a little dicky on in the episode. Yes. Or is that different? Uh, okay. actually no, actually no. I think that's that's uh that's the Breakfast Club, which is a similar thing, but um. Yeah, oh, slightly right. different, different, different host. But anyway, um, so Shay in the morning has this thing called the Five Fingers of Death, where he'll he'll have like hip hop artists come on and he'll have his DJ spin like five different beats at five different tempos. And if you can, and so as a freestyle, you have to be able to like not only just freestyle but adjust your delivery to the different beat to the different tempo blah 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 blah. like and a lot of rappers don't do it and shay like is very vocal about like yo if you're a new school rapper and you don't want to do the five fingers of death you're a fucking bitch like like he's very he's very you know uh audacious about how he feels like rappers that aren't willing to like go through it is are trash anyway he had shia labeouf on his show and they're just like talking blah 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 and they start talking about the five fingers of death and shia's like yo yo yeah i rap and she's like, "Where?" And, and so they put him through. So there's a video on YouTube. You can Google little, literally Shia LaBeouf, Five Fingers of Death, Shay in the Morning. We're going to put it on an IG, dude. We got to put yeah. that out there for And him. let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. He kills it, bro. That man's got <laughs> bars, bro. No lie. Like a lot of like professional rappers don't go through the Five Fingers of Death. Shia 
shines through it, dude. Like, he's just like, and, and Shay loses his shit afterwards. Like, he's just like, you're the best white rapper I've ever heard. Like, what are we doing? Make an album. Make an album. So Eminem's just like rolling in his fucking den of trailer park where the yeah. fuck he's at now. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's just a little story. But I, I do want to say that I think that um, Shia LaBeouf's, uh, like, Iceman, him playing Iceman, bro, he's just looking for a payday. And, I, and I'm not mad at him. Like, I feel like that's fine. Like, I think that you, you got to get paid to be able to do the project you actually want to do. He doesn't want to be Iceman. He doesn't give a shit. He just, I feel like he just was like, oh, this is a Marvel movie. Oh, what's the paycheck? All right, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. That's what I think is happening. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, first off, that's amazing. And I'm not surprised he's a great rapper. For some reason, I'm not surprised. But really? uh, I think he's been, he's just like, he can do anything. He's just that weird. I, I feel like he's been pushing to get in this universe, though. So I think there's more to it than the paydays. From what I've heard, he's been trying to get in for a little bit. So hmm. maybe he's just trying to get in for a payday, or maybe he has some heart behind it. But um, I any way we can get Shia in the universe, whoever it is, I'll take it. Um, I'll take it, too. But I will say note, I'm a little bit disappointed that it's Iceman. I just feel yeah, like well, That's the rumor. Better. Who knows? Who knows? Hopefully, yeah. it'll, let me get a twist. Uh, but on a side note, so I don't know if it was like a month ago at this point, uh, Zach was on the mic talking about how he was painting his kitchen and the the spray paint got out of hand and there was paint everywhere. <laughs> um, oh I believe God. that was like a month ago. And then Zach, can you do a favor and lift up your arm again? <laughs> how is there still paint on your arm from the, like, I, like, that was the same spot dude, there was paint on your I, arm like a month is, ago? Yeah, no, I, below the white paint, dude. Oh, there's white paint too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's two colors of paint on your arm. Okay. All right. What is happening? I will explain. This it's it's not the same paint. It's I yesterday I I went to uh, Alicia's parents' house and helped them paint their house, which was actually kind of wild because um they're they live in like a it's a tall house and we had to have like a thirty foot ladder and Alicia and her mom like were like climbing up these two 30 foot ladders and i had to spot alicia and bro it's it's fucking nerve-wracking to have your wife 30 feet in the air like (laughs) leading to like paint a corner and like the ladder shaking and shit like i was like all right man like i will i'm if she falls like i will literally die to catch this girl like there's no way (laughs) she's gonna fall and meanwhile uh alicia's dad or alicia's dad steve yeah I mean, her mom's like 65, and she's up 30 feet in the air. Like, she's a, she's a daredevil, bro. Badass. And Steve was getting pissed, bro. Steve was like, <laughs> Elaine! Don't! Like, he, you could tell he was super stressed out. I was stressed out, too. It was a stressful time for everybody. But um, we got the job done. And that's why there's paint on my arm. Because we, we were painting the house yesterday. It's just, that's just a new, new tradition every day. Zach's going to have a different... A uh, different color of paint on his arm for the different I story. I hate painting too. I don't know why I've been painting so much. I really hate it. It's never oh, been that's a good incredible! Time. That's incredible. All right, well let's let's conclude with a little teaser. Um, we've been dropping the boys lately, and we're gonna do a, a full season recap when the season's um, out there on Amazon. Um, but uh, Jr. and I have had a chance to watch the first few episodes that are released. Uh, Jr. First thoughts, man. What do you think? Um, there's a little bit of a buildup, so it's kind of a slow episode. The first one. Um, there are some like oh shit moments that made me like laugh out loud and made me like I was in shock because there's some people who die right away like you're like mm-hmm. quick dead and um, the gore and the the violence is gonna from what I understand is gonna be even more 
in this than ever and right <laughs> off the bat it already is so um it's in spots like i said it's kind of a warm-up episode uh so it took me a little bit longer to watch but um i am excited about it and uh yeah i'm, I'm just uh i'm happy that it, it's going down this path at least so far so so far yeah yeah, I I mean didn't didn't miss a beat from season one. It starts out just brutal and gory, and Black Noir is just fucking shit up in the jungle, and it's 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 sick. Um, I have two takeaways. So my first takeaway is I can't get enough of Homelander. Like <laughs> I just fucking asshole. I love that Creepy character, fuck. dude. He's so good at just turning on a dime and going insane. Like when they're having mm-hmm. the tryouts for the new hero for Bro, the seven, spoilers, like spoilers. his I response. This I'm not saying anything in particular. I'm just saying his his ability to respond, just like and just change his demeanor is just like he's such a great character. He's captivating. Um, I I guess I have three takeaways. My second takeaway is they're obviously not going down the same uh, path that Volume Two and the comics went down, which I'm a fan of. Um, Me I saw too. a couple takeaways from that, but the seven are still very prominent. Still surrounds them. That's what I want to see. Uh, my third takeaway is I have concern about the love stories they're trying to implement. Um, I don't give a shit about Huey and Starlight. They're really, they're really honing in on that a little bit. And they're also adding in a new, a new, new love story. That's just like, God, don't do this. This isn't what the boys is about. Don't fucking make this Hollywood and focus on love stories because I'm going to lose it if that's the case. So yeah. hopefully it doesn't go too far down those roads. Cause God, I just, I just don't, I check out when that shit's on. Yeah. But other than that, very excited for it. The, the the humor the gore the the just brutality it's all there so um that's our uh that's our hop date so far so uh before we head out you guys have anything you want to plug nothing for me no nope. a good labor day weekend absolutely Love you guys. thanks for listening enjoy enjoy your extra day off before the grind yeah yeah yay and by the time this episode drops labor day will be go- uh come and gone but the nfl season is upon us and the hop heroes pod in the podcast league is taking the ship this year. So fantasy on tap. Good luck. Good luck uh, vying for second because first place is taken, y'all. Yes. Yep. Uh, don't even, all right. Well, <laughs> don't, even, just don't even start a lineup. Um, right on, you guys. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, you can always find us at Hop Heroes Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, don't forget about our pull box promotion. Any uh, comment, subscription, review, just send us a direct message um, or organic, organic post uh, promoting an episode, and we'll shoot a comic book, book to your doorstep from JR's pull box. Um, with that being said, catch you all next week. Peace.